Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for free. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com slash busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I talk about the week that was in pro wrestling. You go back to Monday Night Raw, we talk about Ric Flair and Randy Orton, the punt heard around the world, plus talk about heard around the world. How about those kendo stick shots that Dominic took from Seth Rollins? We get into that. Plus, we make the very special announcement. That's right, our SummerSlam party. All the details, plus our rumor roundup with Justin Labar right now on the Busted Open Podcast. What in particular from this week kind of grabbed your attention? You know what, man? Uh, The biggest thing in wrestling to me was Randy Orton promo with Ric Flair. Yep. And uh, there was great wrestling that went went along, but I, I have to admit, like, I wasn't trying to. It wasn't something that, I, I I let in, but a tear fell uh, because I got angry. I told you, I, I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm mad. I cry when I'm frustrated. And listening to Randy Orton talk to Ric Flair the way that he spoke to Ric Flair, first I got mad, and then Randy said something that it couldn't help but make me think about Rick's sons. And when Randy said that he felt like Rick was around him because he was the son he never had. And I was like, damn, man. Like, that is, that is awful to say to somebody that has two beautiful sons, one passed away, and you disregard them totally. And I knew how much he loved Reed and David. And to make him think about his sons right there in his face was, I mean, it was deplorable. And for the first time in a long time, I stopped thinking pro wrestling. And I started, I was in such suspended belief that I was like, I hate this person. Like, I wish I could hurt them. 
the way that I feel hurt. And then I was like brought back to reality because my phone blinged and I looked down and Twitter was going crazy. Oh my God, Randy Orton is, he is lost. He shouldn't be saying. And then I was like, oh, watch, uh, uh, damn, I was gone for a minute and I loved it. And that, that's the mark of a champion. That's the mark of greatness to be able to do that. And, um, man, I just, it's, it's hard to beat that. It's very, very hard to beat that. And Nothing it's emotional investment. Close. It's, it's, a, it's emotional investment, Mark, because like you just said, like the things that Randy said hit close to home. We all love Ric Flair. You know, yeah. you know, you have that emotional tie to the nature boy, Ric Flair. We know. And you know what? As fans, we know his story. We know his personal life. We know the tragedies and the things that he's gone through. And when it comes to pro wrestling, when you tap into that realism, it's going to get you emotionally invested. Now, listen, the match at SummerSlam is not Randy Orton and Ric Flair. It's Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. And they did a good job of getting Drew McIntyre involved at the end of that segment. On Monday night, I wasn't emotionally invested in Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton. I mean, listen, I'm I'm not taking anything away. You know, Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, you know, is going to be a good match because they're both ultra talented. But the one thing that was missing was the emotional investment. You now have that emotional investment in that match because of what happened Monday night on Raw. Yeah, and and Rick Rick came right back. He came right back, and you saw him swallow his pride in front of the world because I always say once a champion, always a champion. Once great, always great. But as, 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 as beautiful as a philosophy that might sound, it's not the truth. The truth is when you become champion, there's an expiration date because there's going to be somebody else that's going to be current champion and that guy is going to be able to one to hold the title you don't get to hold the title no more and for rick to come out there and swallow and say you're you're right i, I i'm out here because I, I i like being on tv i like being somebody i'm 71 years old i'm not i'm not the rick flair that that you grew up loving and and watching but I'm proud of everything that I accomplished. And I get to be Charlotte Flair's dad. How about that? And it was such a babyface feel-good moment in the moment that I was angry. And then I forgot <laughs> again. Yep. <laughs> he made me forget. I'm like, I, I, I text Rick. During that moment, and I said, man, you just made me cry. And he texts back, man, I love you, man. I, I, you've always had my back. And I feel a connection to Ric Flair, just like the fans do. They just don't have his phone number. <laughs> they felt the same thing that I was feeling. And it's, it's weird to collectively think that on a whatever day it is, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
that you are feeling some kind of way emotionally and a million other people feel the same way you do at the same identical time. Crazy. So crazy. It's magic, Mark. And and it kind of goes back to like what I said, the emotional investment that you have in Ric Flair, knowing his story. Now, you just mentioned you have Ric Flair's number. You could text him and tell him that. You know, us as fans, we can't do that. But that doesn't make our emotional connection any less or any more. Any less? No. No. And and it's the same thing, too, with you, Mark. Like, you know, people who listen to Busted Open, you know, our Busted Open Nation, they may not have your number. They have the number to call into the show, and they're able to talk to you every Friday and every Saturday when you're hosting the show. Cool, cool. But, But you know what? They have that emotional connection with you. You make that connection with your fans. When when you're able to do that, then you're on another level than anybody else. Ric Flair and Randy Orton are able to make that connection. Listen, Randy Orton is something special, too, the same as Flair, because both those guys, they can make you hate them at the drop of a dime, and they can make you love them at the drop of a dime. As much as you hate Randy Orton, as much as you hated Randy Orton in that moment on Monday, there have been times... Mark, where you've loved Randy Orton. And the fans, same thing. Yeah, and I respect him still. Like, his body of work, I respect, like, the work that he's doing right now in regard to the relationship between his work before the pandemic. Like, Randy Orton has gotten better. How many people can we say in pro wrestling, hey, man, this dude is actually better than he was before? We haven't seen Brock. We haven't seen Roman. We look at Daniel Bryan and, and AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre and guys and Bobby Lashley and MVP, and we go, oh, wow, they, that's, they, they're, they're killing it. They're doing great. But are we saying everybody else is better than they ever been in their life? No. We're not saying that about anybody except Randy Orton. I told you when I met you, the first show that I was on, we talked about if you were going to start wrestling company, who would you start it with? Who did I say, Dave? Randy Orton. Randy Orton. Because he was good. And now he's even better. Crazy, man. This is Nicole Auerbach, and I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession, from Olympic coaches to Super Bowl champions and everyone in between. New episodes out every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Real quick, Mark, got to get into speaking of Monday Night Raw. We talked about the end of Raw. Let's talk about the beginning of Monday Night Raw, and that was with Seth Rollins and Dominic. And, man, you talk about an initiation to the WWE. Dominic had that on Monday. And there's going to be more in the future. I have not seen an ass-whipping like that. Um. Since SummerSlam, where me and Sheamus had a strap match, 
and I beat him unmercifully. Tommy Dreamer said, I did it first. Well, I did it best until, until Monday night because that was an historical ass whooping. I mean, woof. I don't know if I can even compare what Tommy and I did to that. I mean, that dude got a whooping, man. I mean, I'm I mean, it was one where it was like Rocky and Apollo it was like the Apollo where he was like throwing the towel. Like you just didn't want to see no more. Like at at one point I, I just had to turn my head away, like, ah. Man, this is brutal. Like somebody come and stop it. And Dave, you you said like, why didn't uh, and your bully said why didn't somebody in the back come and take a whooping just to give him a break? Like golly, somebody, anybody, just run out there and say, hey, come on, man, guys, come on, stop. That's enough. And you try to go to the, the take him out of the thing, and then that guy gets a beating. Bang, bang, and throw that guy out of the hair. Something. I get Poor it, Mark. Dominic. But, you know, I get what you're saying, Mark, but just like Flair Norton, while you're saying how you needed to have that punt to the head, you needed to have that beaten on Dominic Mysterio. And it was awkward, and it was tough to watch. And, Mark, you and I are talking about, like you said, you know, strap match with Sheamus. You know, me watching a lot of ass whippings, you know, when it comes to pro wrestling throughout the decades. That was really tough to watch. And and Bully brought this up because it's not even just the kendo stick shots to the back. Not only to the chest, but to the stomach. Imagine getting hit with a kendo stick to the stomach, Mark. Listen, part two of my killing spree would have started if that would happen to me. And I hope that Dominic does everything in his power to give back that kind of whipping. And in a perfect world of pro wrestling, not going to happen. And then they get in a strap match or something to that effect. And then Dominic gets his retribution. But, man... You got to try. He's got to try to go get a strap or he's got to go get a kendo stick and he's got to have to hunt Seth down like a big game hunter and try to beat him within an inch of his life. Well, Seth said it on Monday. You know, Dominic, bring whatever you want to the ring at SummerSlam. You can, any weapon you want. Bring it. So I'm really interested to see what Dominic brings at SummerSlam, but Also, at the same time, just like we were talking about with Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre, I was not emotionally invested in the Seth Rollins character. I wasn't emotionally invested in the Monday Night Messiah. After watching what I saw on Raw on Monday, God bless you. After what I saw on Monday, Mark, I'm invested. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going to happen between those two at some point. Me too. Me too. I, I, Man. I can't think of another time where I was this like pissed off about what happened. Um, Monday night gave me, that was the most the pissed off I've been in a long time on both counts. 
Monday Night Raw was excellent. And we don't always give them their flowers when they have a good show like that. And they deserve it. Dominic taking that beating with the kendo stick, Mark. Like, what was going through his head? Now, seriously, like, I'm sure more than anybody else, Dominic, another, you know, just like Randy, grew up in this business with his father. You know, I'm sure more than anything, he wants to get it to the next level. He wants there to be emotional investment in this storyline. So I understand his mindset going into that beating on Monday. But what do you think was going through his head during that beating on Monday? Enduring the pain. Uh, I had a I had a time with Batista where Batista hit me with a chair thirteen times. Oof. And you talk about turning over on your stomach. He hit me on my back so many times in a row that I turned over and exposed my stomach and chest and face because I just couldn't take another hit to the back. And Dominic could not move. He couldn't turn away, away from it. He got hit on top of the same place where he had just got hit multiple times, front and back. And you you talked about, you know, his relationship with the business, his father being a, a great wrestler and him coming in and him having to pay his dues and him having to uh, emotionally get the crowd behind him away from whatever reactionary thing happened with his father. Uh, I think that Dominic is on the way to do that because we didn't mention Ray until now, until the end, until we started talking about the pay-per-view. We only talked about Dominic against one of the premier wrestlers on the planet, Seth Rollins, the Messiah. That's big. That's really, really good. People can't just come in the ring and uh, off the street and garner the attention of the whole world where they only talk about you. They did a really, really good job of not having Ray around. Too distractionary. It takes away from Dominic. Mm -hmm. Dominic is building these moments on his own, and that's the way it should be. And you know what? You make a great point, Mark, in the fact that you needed Ray to be away because all attention needed to be on Dominic. And this is where you got to give Seth Rollins some credit too, Mark, because Seth was amazing. The way he was looking right into the camera, knowing that his father was watching the show and saying, Mm. I know you're home watching and I know you're sitting in that chair and there is nothing you can do about it and then taking that kendo stick and another shot on Dominic and another shot on Dominic and not on the back, on his chest, on his stomach. Ow! I mean, you talk about emotion. There you go. Because, Mark, you're a father. I'm a father. Imagine that's your son. Oh, I did. I did. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Like, what in the hell? Like, I I would feel helpless. I would completely feel helpless, and I, I'm I mean, 
<laughs> Seth Rollins better get some security. Buddy Murphy is not going to be enough. He's not going to be enough. A father scorn? Hell, I'm going to tell you something even stronger. Seth Rollins might see Miss Mysterio next week. A mother will kill you for hurting their son or daughter. He need to watch his back because she's going to try to run him over with a car. Mama's not going to fight you. Mom's not going to serve you a two-piece with no sides and no biscuits. Mom is going to try to hurt you permanently. She's going to try to run his ass over with a car. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and wait till I see him, and I'm going to try to run him over. Nobody hurts my baby. I've, <laughs> hey, they need to get a they need to uh, <laughs> they need to get some extra security, put some cameras out, bring GTV back, something. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, I don't think this is over with by far. Well, and it's we're not going to be something. just settled in the ring. The experts of MLB Network Radio. Watch how you're landing if you're pitching. You're not in line. So now you're losing power. You're losing strength. Ryan Spielborgs. You're going to have arm side run. You're not going to be as accurate. You're going to lose power. You're going to lose velocity. That's where we're at. It's no longer a field. Now we can actually take data from force plates that can show you you're costing yourself energy. Baseball talk at the next level. MLB Network Radio. Sirius 209, XM 89, and on the Sirius XM app. We're bringing in our insider, the man behind the rumor roundup, my good friend, Mark Henry's good friend, somebody that I would have over for Thanksgiving, Christmas, Justin Labar. How are you, Justin? Close, dear, personal (laughs) friend. I'm good, Dave, Mark. How are we doing? Dave loves you more than the bear. (laughs) Yeah, Justin. It's like... I love watching uh, Dave yours and your wife's social media. I mean, the, the, the bear watch 2020 is, is, is just, is captivating stuff. Oh it's, yeah. Uh, they got shark week. Is they got to have bear week. <laughs> Starring Dave LaGreca. I mean, it, I guess it would, uh, I'm going to date myself, Justin. You're probably going to have no idea what I'm talking about here, but it's okay. like green acres. It's like you're taking city folk and bringing them into the country, and they have no idea. Do you know what I'm saying? You remember Green Acres? Green Acres, Green Acres no, like the to, be. to be. I know that song, but no, like I, that's why I made the reference last week. To me, I was thinking like Paulie Shore, you know, son-in-law when he goes from being in like in L.A. to like out in the middle of like Montana with the girl or something like that. That's that's a reference. Like, and I think he sings Green Acres in in in, in that movie. But oh. I mean, Green Acres is legitimately, Justin, like maybe the worst TV show of all time. Do you own a lawnmower, Dave? Now that you went from the city, you never had to cut grass. No, now you're going to have to cut grass. Yeah, I do. I have to cut. And then the, a neighbor told me, like a neighbor came over, like, you know, said, hi, how are you? Welcome to the neighborhood. The next thing out of his mouth was, you're going to have to go and buy a snowblower. Because it's like mountains. Of, you know, we're on a mountain. So he's like, you're not going to be able to shovel snow anymore. You need a snowblower. So that tells you right there where I'm at. I'm up on a mountain. Right. Bear, snowblowers, a lot going on. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to be I would never snowblow. 
Dave, do you own a pair of overalls? <laughs> do I? I do not. I do not. <laughs> own don't let your neighbor influence you to do drugs, Dave. <laughs> I don't think don't that's be- where he was going, Mark. But then again, like I, you know, I'm asking all this advice what to do. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, we're gonna we have a shed, but I said we're gonna get like like a, a shed closer to the driveway. So we're walking around the neighborhood, and this guy has like one of those pop up sheds, you know. And I see him hammering. And I said, excuse me, sir, but, you know, we're new to the neighborhood. Where did you get the shed? Because we're going to need that for the garbage. He's like, well, I'm fixing this one because the bear tore it apart to get to my garbage. The bear tore it apart <laughs> to get to the garbage. So, you know, that's where I'm living. But anyway, seems, enough seems with the to bear. to me like the bear is the problem. Justin, what do you think about this? Like, do you come up with a solution to fix the bear? Or do you yeah, keep but, fixing sheds? Or do you well, no, keep buying stuff? To- you need to fix the bear, but I don't know what's yes. the solution. I mean, like, I, I mean, it's probably illegal to shoot the bear, right? Uh, I listen, mean- dark gun, man, I'm telling you. I'm, I'm going to tell you story time before we get to uh, Justin LeBar in the room <laughs> around up. There was a guy, a druggie, that kept <laughs> pissing on the front of my apartment building in Harlem. I said, hey, man, um, don't do that. Okay, caught him doing it again. I said, man, listen, let's talk about this somewhere else. Let's go get some Dunkin' Donuts, and then we'll sit and we'll talk about it. You going to buy me Dunkin' Donuts? Yes. I drove him to Connecticut. (laughs) I said, get out. What? Get out. Goodbye. And I drove back to Harlem. <laughs> like, you got to get rid of the problem. All right. So, Dave, I don't advise you to drive the bear to Connecticut. I'm not. I, I, listen, dark guns. <laughs> and <laughs> put the bear in the car, drive the bear. Not really driving the bear anywhere, away. Mark. Yes. I'm not driving gun. the bear anywhere. <laughs> I'm I'm Two locking dogs. up the garbage. I got like bungee cords around the garbage. I mean, the one neighbor said, "We'll see." I mean, you know, we'll find out. Spoiler, spoiler alert. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> That's how that ends. That ain't gonna work, Dave. You're gonna be out some bungees. Here's the thing. You put bungees like, on it. <laughs> you. I mean, I did. I put. It's it's worked so far. I mean, I swear. I swear to you. The bear Dave, came. The guy, you just said that the guy was hammering a shed together, <laughs> that the bear had ripped the shed apart. I get that, but <laughs> I, literally, I'm, I was watching. I was watching the bear. And by the way, you can get my bear shirt, bear shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com. Anyway, the bear comes down, and the bear can't figure it out. The bear can't figure it out. It's got the bungee cord. Bear can't. Fi- I literally saw the bear like get pissed, like pissed off. The bear knocked. Knocked the garbage cans. He just knocked the garbage cans down and ran off. Like, he was frustrated. He's like, oh, what the hell do I do? Just knocked him down and ran off. So and he's going to come back with a vengeance. Everyone is what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> usually, usually when you move into a new neighborhood, the neighbors come over maybe with a little sponge cake. Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. I mean, I know it's hard with COVID. People don't want to go around each other. I get it. But my welcome party, your bear. And the bear's saying, get the fuck out. That's what the <laughs> bears are saying. 
They're not welcoming me to the neighborhood. They're saying, get out. Get out. We don't want you here. Get the hell out of my neighborhood. We don't want La Greca. We don't want La Greca. We don't want La Greca. (laughs) Dave, did you ever get to talk to the previous owners? Maybe this is the reason why they moved. I bought this house, Justin. All right, I bought this house has been bought. All right, this is where I'm gonna die. Now maybe I'm gonna die from bear, but after perch and what I had to go through to buy this house, I am dying here in Vernon, New Jersey. I like the commitment, and the bear might—he <laughs> likes the commitment too. Justin, Justin how are you? Justin, how just are almost you? Justin, how are you? Just almost killed me. Oh God! I can't. All right, sorry, Mark. Uh, Dave, I'm great. They're better than you. Oh man! And by the way, Mark, just ju- if Justin, if you're behind this, I, you know, Why I can be see behind? because he wants my job. That's how it happens. <laughs> They're doing a segment on a Friday. Next thing you Have know, you the host, them? the lead host, gets eaten by a bear, and then the guy who's doing the room around up becomes the leader. I know how this works in this business, Mark. Have you been smoking that? that ganji out there in the woods or something because you sound very paranoid did your neighbor offer you that funny moonshine the funny cigarettes what did he what did he give you in the jug in the jug here take a swig of this la greca that's what's wrong (laughs) i mean you're not you're not you're not wrong it is it is a funny timeline that i come on and all of a sudden you're being stalked by bears that's some vince russo writing right there if you think that that's how this is being booked yeah that's right uh, uh, bear on a pole match, bro, bro. The <laughs> bar comes in, bro. Then we can send the bear in. It gets La Greca. La Bar's already in the nation. Yes, Mark can put up with them. It's right there. It's right there. And bro, think about it, bro. Like La Greca, La Bar. They won't know the difference. Can La I, Greca, Dave, La Bar. Dave, can I make a confession though? Ever the, the first time I ever talked to you on the phone, I ever talked to you on the phone. Because you know, I know when you listen to people on radio and on TV, and you know, we all we all project a different kind of tone and voice, uh, different than maybe when we're you know talking to our kids. The first time I ever spoke to you on the phone, I hung up and I go, Oh my God, La Greca, you sound so much like Russo. I've spent I've I I've worked with Russo in the past. I did stuff with him in the past, and like it's so it's that it's that Jersey, New York thing. You guys have such a similar it's I, I now I, I never was going to tell you that there's no reason, but now that we're bringing up Russo, it just kind of came in there. There's, there's, there's a Russo. Yeah. I got that dialect. thick Jersey accent, is what you're saying. Yeah. I, can see, I can see what you're saying. Yeah, you don't drop the bros like he does, but you you, you no you no I, I I'm you know he's not Jersey Shore. He's more in the middle. Yeah. Well, now I'm he's a, now he's now he's Farmer Dave. Oh yeah, now, now like when they Farmer talk to me Brown. now. I'm going to be like, oh, I got acres and acres. You know, I'm going to be talking. Yeah, I'm going to be talking like a Vernonian. However, <laughs> they don't, I don't know how they speak. But the next time, uh, give me a couple months, I'll be speaking like a Vernonian. Whatever the hell that is. Justin, welcome. Again, I, I, mentioned, I mentioned Mark. I mentioned Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross for listening to the show. They have just driven off the road. <laughs> they, have, they have completely now driven off the road after the way this segment has started. Gabby's <laughs> yelling. Gabby's like, what the hell's going on? She's pulling out her hair. I, I can't I, see her. I can't see yeah. her. Normally I can see Gabby. I can, is, 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 she, is she going off the rails right now? She's gone off the rails. This show oh, is boy. going off the rails, but let's get it back. Let's she's talk mad. about some of the. Yeah, she's always mad. You know, she's always mad. She's um, nice to me. What are you trying to say? <laughs> 
She's Draw mean to me, but she's nice to you. Holla bar. All right, let's get this. This may be the last rumor roundup, by the way. All right, let's talk about it. Summer right, Slam. I'll be, hosting, I'll be hosting next week because the Bears going to do you in. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little jealous, maybe. Maybe I'm a little jealous. Now I'm now, <laughs> right. now I'm conscious about be my careful. Jersey accent. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, Justin, we're getting closer and closer to SummerSlam. We're making our SummerSlam announcement at 1030 for our party. And then, obviously, WWE has big plans. Now, there's all these rumors, Justin, that it's not going to happen at the Performance Center. What's the latest news with SummerSlam? So we're pretty sure. Obviously, nothing is 100 percent until WWE themselves confirms it. But we are pretty sure that it's going to be at the Amway Center Arena in Orlando. Um, wow. which that, you know, look, we, we've been here. They, they wanted to do this outside of the performance center. I get it. I mean, this is their arguably their second biggest show. Uh, so you want to have a different look than what you've had the last five, five months. And, uh, and this, this makes sense. And it's probably not just going to be SummerSlam. I think that they're going to try to do this in phases where first phase is we just do, uh, some programming, some content in the Amway center as an empty arena. Uh, and then there might be, you know, phases as time goes on, they are in Florida where Florida has been more willing to let, um, you know, let gatherings happen uh, to where maybe you get 500 fans at some point, you know, socially distanced households are the one that stay the same. So this will be something to watch. You know, I think probably for the remainder of 2020, this is what we're going to be looking at. It's going to be performance center, full sale, Amway center. It's really not, it, it's a, it's a large uphill battle for them to try to travel out of state. Having been in Florida with their crew and, and the, and the majority of their talent, uh, you know, other States having certain protocols and quarantine, this is probably what it's going to be. Uh, this is a step in the direction of getting out of the performance center. And now you can start to think about, okay, what's it look like? You know, we've seen some major league baseball games have virtual fans looking like a video game. It looks like the stands are filled. Uh, if you watch the NHL, who's in, they're in two bubble cities of, um, of Edmonton and Toronto, they've taken the empty arena and they've, you know, put tarps that have the branding of NHL colors and logo. They've had LED boards and screens to help, you know, uh, not make it look like a sad, empty arena, but make it look at least visually appealing. So I, I got to think that WWE is going to be exploring all of these options uh, to, to, make the, to make it, you know, uh, viewer friendly for the remainder of 2020, different than the PC that has that small feel to it. Justin, have you seen any of the NBA? Games? I have. Well, I I have. I've seen with the NBA, Mark. Uh, I've seen that they've had like people on Zoom, like the fan, like the I, I guess the see the ticket holders on the Zoom. Yeah, that's an, and that's an interesting way to go about it. Um, I, I you know I, I think that's that, that too. I think everything's in play. I gotta think everything is there in play for WWE to explore with. But it would definitely be nice to see, especially for SummerSlam. You know, this would be the first time in five months to see a, a more a larger set. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know, just everything back to the scale that we're used to. Uh, and I, at this point, I don't think that uh, I don't think the fact that there's no real fans there is going to be a problem. I think we've all unfortunately just come to accept that that's reality of 2020. But yeah, I would want to do that. I would pay money. I would pay 50 bucks to have a computer feed of me able to watch Monday Night Raw or NXT or SmackDown and on my computer. And you can see me sitting there watching. Sure. Oh, reacting and stuff to like I would do that. Sure. I mean, the only risk to that is if you're if you're uh, pre-taping content, you don't want spoilers. But from what I'm gathering, after this Monday's Raw airs, after that, after this Monday's Raw, I believe everything from that point on, the plan is is to be live. So next Wednesday's NXT, or no, excuse me, next, actually, no, that's wrong. I think next next Wednesday's NXT has been taped. But uh, after Raw, next Friday SmackDown would be live, SummerSlam would be live, and so on and so forth. So yeah, that could work, Mark. You're totally. Yeah, that would be really really cool. 
And it's fun when you look at it and the expectations, because I think, Justin, the one thing you said is that this is our reality now. We're going to have to kind of get used to it. I mean, we don't know when we're going to get to the other side of it and what it's going to look like once we get to the other side of it. I think, you know, thinking of a full stadium of 75,000 people, I just don't think that's a realistic view anytime soon. So we're going to kind of have to evolve. Listen, pro wrestling has always kind of been a TV product. I mean, even going back to, you know, the days of Gorgeous George, it was, it was you know, custom fit for TV, and now we're going to have to kind of replay and replan all of this once again. When you look at the Performance Center, it does have a very stale feel to it. Because when you look at AEW, you look at Daly's place, like, it's very picturesque. Like, you look, you see the sun setting in the background. It is, I, I, I think, you know, AEW has that advantage of ha- having it at Daly's place. So if SummerSlam is going to be in a different venue, and like you said, the a- a- Amway Center in Orlando, that's going to be a, v- a major plus for the WWE. Yeah, it, just the change again. We we we've we've had uh, had to see the performance center for five months. It'll just it'll be a an easy manufacture boost of energy just to see things back again to the normal scale, the normal size of the set. And again, I, I, I we've come used to empty arena. I'm fine if they try to do anything they want to do to mask the empty seats. Whether it's again the NHL route, an NBA route, and uh, uh, MLB. And quite frankly, I've heard it with MLB. I've heard it with NHL and such. I, I don't. The, the piped in sound. I know people first suggested it when the pandemic started. I put it in fake sound. And to me, fake sound, I was thinking like a fake laugh track. I was thinking like a very poor, not funny sitcom. But honestly, the way that the sports have just subtly, just very low, like a bed, have just inserted just a little bit of white noise of, of what you would hear of of chatter in the stands. I actually don't mind it. So if WWE wants to go that route, they, don't, just, they can't, they don't go over the top. Don't, don't give me some big crazy roar nonstop, but I, I, I'm open to all of it at this point because that's, that's what, that's where we are. And it's better than pitch dead silence. Yeah. Justin, uh, I have a question for you. What, what have you heard so far about what style of match, uh, will be had between Seth Rollins and Dominic? Well, the fact that it is, uh, the fact that Seth has said, you know, you can bring your kendo stick, you know, he's basically, um, you know, said so this is going to be, a, you know, like a no DQ match. This will be some kind of a hardcore match, which uh, that makes sense because not to say that Dominic, I, I haven't really seen him. You know, we've seen a little clips of him training on his social media, but I don't know where he's at in the ring. But, you know, doing a hardcore match is a way, in a sense, to potentially mask any shortcomings Dominic might have with his with his in ring work. So, um, you know, as long as he's able to sell, which we've been seeing, which we've seen, he can sell. So he's able to sell. Uh, you know, so as long as he can kind of follow the pace and just listen to Seth, you know, doing a match is going to be more based around, you know, uh, hard hitting with weapons, and 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 it's not going to be you know chain wrestling. It's not going to be that. I mean, look, you know, I, I once did a hardcore match with Tommy Dreamer, and Tommy Dreamer beat me up with a with a fake leg. I mean, it's it's something that if you listen, if you if you listen to the person you're in the ring with, if if you know how to sell and if you know how to just protect yourself, and the person with you can protect you, it's 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 a match that's it fits the emotion of what we have here of them just scolding Dominic with the with the the, the kendo sticks and leaving the marks, and it's a match I think that'll be a good first match for the fans to accept and say, wow, this guy's tough versus trying to put him in there and make him do a more traditional wrestling match uh, of lockups, drop downs and, and, and things where it'd be very easy for him to miss a spot and him to be, you know, uh, him to him to leave a bad taste with the fans mouth. So I think we're going to see a more hardcore base match here. Oh, you know, awesome. oh, yeah. And, and, you know, Justin, like when you look at like the fans 
I, I guess try, starting to get used to the fact that we're watching something completely different on our screens than we did just six months ago. You know, you look at the ratings, AEW having a huge rating on Wednesday night over 900,000. I know that changed this week, and there's a lot going on. But even Monday Night Raw this past Monday, Monday Night Raw, you know, beating out Major League Baseball, beating out the NBA. Do you think fans are starting to get used to the fact that, hey, this is a different product than it was six months ago. This is what we have, and they're starting to get used to watching it without fans. Uh, they might be. Uh, I mean, I think, again, I think we all, as we've talked about, I think are just getting, just getting used to that. I, but I, I don't think that that's necessarily the reason why we're all seeing some increase. I think we're all just seeing some increase because it's just got a better pace. We're all is doing, and, and this is my opinion, this might offend some people. I don't want to see a, a bunch of matches week to week on my weekly shows of Raw and SmackDown and even AEW for that matter. I don't want to see a lot of matches that have, you know, one and two commercial breaks in between them. I, that, that, and that to me is not what's going to grab a, a fan that you're a casual fan. You're trying to grab back your hardcore fans are going to watch no matter what I want to see shorter matches. And I want to see more of the stuff the Google and Gaga before and after the match. That's the faster pace. Get, save the longer matches for the payoff and culmination of stories at pay-per-views. And that's what we've been getting these last two weeks overall. I can critique the retribution, which I will, I will critique it, but we still have been getting, you know, the raw underground, the stuff with Dominic, the stuff with uh, Mandy and, and Sonya, like it, it's been that that's that that quick pace and that Google Gaga. I think it works. It's been proven to work. And I think that we're seeing a little bit more of that frantic pace. And that's that's translated to the viewers. Hence why they're seeing an uptick each week these last few weeks. Hmm. I like did it. You, did you get the result for uh, Wednesday? Uh, as it related to how many fans were on that watched NXT and how many fans watch uh, AEW? Yeah, AEW uh, beat NXT by a wide margin. Uh, both shows were down compared to their previous weeks, which that's interesting because both shows, you know, especially AEW, had a lot to promote. Uh, yeah, AEW marked at 792,000 to NXT's 619. Um, so it, it was a, it was a, a very wide margin, one of the one of the wider margins we've we've seen here. Uh, so, and of course, next week will be interesting because AE, uh, NXT is unopposed because AEW won't be on next Wednesday due to the NBA playoffs. So, this will be a chance for NXT to see if you know. Let's let's see how many viewers is NXT not getting the overall viewership because of AEW. If we see a giant uh, jump in NXT next Wednesday, that will be that could be an answer. If we don't see any jump, well, that's that's a, that's that tells us something as well. And Justin, I was really surprised by that because Bully and I talked about it on the show yesterday because, you know, Pat McAfee, you know, was all over social media and Pat McAfee was on ESPN as well. He was on Get Up on ESPN talking about NXT. I thought that would actually be good for NXT to be a, a jump in viewership. That obviously did not happen. Were you surprised by that at all? Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, I guess I'll be more surprised next week again because next week is when they're advertising that Pat's actually going to be back there physically uh, to, to 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 stare down with Adam Cole, uh, and again NXT not being uh, opposed. So you know, next week will be more of the surprise for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I thought NXT did a good job in terms of like they promoted Karrion Cross to be what would start the show, and that was the to me the the Karrion Cross Keith Lee stuff was the best segment of either show on Wednesday night. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, next week will be the one I watch for. Next week actually has Pat there. Uh, it, it's it's the go home show to NXT Takeover, so I expect something. I expect some good numbers for next Wednesday's uh, NXT. 
You know, Justin, AEW has a lot of moving parts as well. Since they only, I know they have AEW Dark and they have the tag tournament that's going on now, but they only have the one show on TNT. They only have that two hours, but yet they have a very large roster and a lot of different storylines. You know, Sean Spears was just on the show and you saw a glimpse of him this past Wednesday. You almost forgot about Sean Spears. You know, since that feud with Cody, he hasn't been on TV. Is there anyone that AEW is very high on right right now that we're going to start seeing a lot more of in the future. Yeah, there's a pool of talent to take a look at. Uh, it seems one name that's been talked about recently is that, you know, Jungle Boy has been somebody who AEW has a, uh, a keen, uh, a keen eye for, you know, a good baby face uh, is smaller in stature, which, you know, you can critique that that maybe needs to get a little bit bigger, but that also can play into the, uh, the baby face card. Uh, it seems like Jungle Boy is definitely one that's on the list of, Hey, we want to make sure we put a, a good push behind this, 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 this talent. Uh, it may get delayed a little bit because it feels like, you know, Jungle Boy was somebody who connected with fans when they had fans. So pulling, you know, putting the pedal to the metal with him might be delayed until they can get some real organic fan reaction. Who knows when that will be again, they are in Florida. So they also could try to phase in, you know, some crowds, some, some bigger crowds. Uh, but, you know, Jungle Boy's one that definitely to keep an eye on. You know, he's a guy, obviously, you know, we, we know who his father is. He, you know, so he has some, some Hollywood uh, mainstream crossover, a story there. Uh, likeable guy, if you actually get to, to hear his story and get to know him. So, uh, you know, Jungle Boy's one to watch. And, you know, there's a pool of talent. I mean, the, obviously, you know, Darby's an interesting one. Moxley's going to benefit when they get the crowds back. Uh, Wardlow, even though he's a heel, you're just waiting for the Sean Diesel thing with he and MJF. You know, I, I managed Wardlow for the first three, four years of his career here in Pittsburgh on the independent scene. That guy, that guy has got money written all over him. So it's going to be very interesting in the wrestling world. AEW and WWE, once they get the fans back and they feel like they can put their best foot foot forward of getting the reaction that the business thrives on, some of the not 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 it's going to be quick. Some of the quick pushes and, and just all of a sudden, okay, we are committing to this guy because now you know, we want to push him, and now we have the fans to, to, to help, um, uh, you know, accommodate that push. Now, Justin, you mentioned that, you know, next week is going to be a little bit different. NXT is going to be unopposed on Wednesday, which I find very, very interesting. And because of the NBA, AEW is moving to Saturday. Saturday is also TakeOver 30 for the WWE. Now, I know that AEW is going to start at 6. That might even be a little bit later because they have an NBA game that afternoon. So it could, right. might even be even a little later than 6. So it's going to be interesting with AEW being on TNT and then NXT being on the network. What do you think is going to happen that Saturday as well? No, it's a great point. I mean, it, it, there is, it's a slight apples and oranges because you're talking about AEW that's on cable and NXT is on a streaming platform. But still, you know, the, um, yeah, you're right. If, 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 the NBA, if an NBA game, if, if the programming gets backed up due to, you know, stoppages in play, overtime, what have you, and it pushes back, it's very possible we could see AEW on, a, on, on its unusual Saturday going head-to-head at, in real time with an NXT special um, again, you know, when you have the network, you can, it, it isn't on demand. You can watch it later if you want. So, uh, you know, it'll be something to watch with, you know, we don't know NXT takeovers numbers. They don't reveal the network numbers by programming. So all we can do is watch AEW's numbers, but watch social media. Let's see, let's see what people are talking about. Let's see what is trending uh, and what takes away. It's a very interesting situation of having AEW move to a different night, but still uh, having to fight with uh, NXT programming potentially. All right. I love it, Justin. What do you got going on over the next week? Over the next week, just doing my thing. Follow me on Twitter at Justin Labar. I'm on Wrestling Inc. Uh, many nights of myself and uh, former WWE and TNA star Matt Morgan. We uh, we you know take a look at what happens on Raw, AEW, NXT, SmackDown. So 
Just follow along on social media. I'll give you all the links. And of course, I'm here every Friday morning creeping in on Dave LeGreca's job. Yep. Let's see. Well, maybe you might kill see him, me. Kill him, Smalls. Maybe, yeah, maybe you might see me creep up with uh, Matt Morgan at Wrestling Inc. Justin, thank you so much. Awesome job as always, my friend. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks, guys. Summer is time to start prepping for your fantasy football draft with Fantasy Sports Radio. Touchdown, Atlanta! And this year, it's also time for fantasy baseball players to do the same. It is gone! Listen for expert advice to dominate your fantasy football and baseball drafts. Will Garrett Cole be the first pitcher taken? 12 strikeouts for Garrett Cole. Now celebrating our 10th year, bringing you the best fantasy sports radio on Sirius 210 XM87. And, Mark, we are making our very special announcement for our SummerSlam party next Sunday, 2 to 4 Eastern time. We are going to come to your house. Usually, Mark, we go to the city where SummerSlam is happening. We have a big blowout party for everybody who's in attendance. We don't have to worry about that this year because everybody's going to be watching from home. So we're going to come to your house for the SummerSlam party. We're going to have a virtual SummerSlam bash from 2 to 4 SummerSlam afternoon. Mark, are you excited? Woo! We finally get to get with the nation again. That's right. We are going to be with the nation. And here's what you have to do, nation members, because it's going to be myself. It's going to be Bully Ray. It's going to be Mark Henry. It's going to be Tommy, Tommy Dreamer. We're going to have some games. We're going to have some special guests. But you have to register. It's free. Don't worry. There's no paying involved. I know that I'm not the only one that suffers from lack of funds. So during this tough time, we're not asking from any money or funds from the Busted Open Nation. It's free for the nation. But you have to pre-register for the party. So what you need to do is you need, it's first come, first serve. So you need to do this now. You need to do it early. Go to www.seriousxm.com slash SummerSlam. That's right www.seriousxm.com slash SummerSlam. Register, register now, register early. Make sure that you don't get put out. It's first come, first serve. So we're going to tweet it out. We're going to tweet it at Busted Open Radio. It's going to be uh, at Busted Open Radio on Instagram as well. So join the WWE SummerSlam virtual pre-party with guests and with myself, Mark Henry, Tommy Dreamer, Bully Ray, Go to SiriusXM.com slash SummerSlam to pre-register. Man, this is something else, man. I'm, I'm so happy that we're going to just get to see everybody again. Uh, the business of it, staying out the way. I'm all about the fun, baby. Start the music. Let's see who's on. And, man, this, this is going to be great. Now, it's gonna be like here's the time. thing. Now, here's the thing. Now you know this is a party. And I, I feel bad for Izzy, but, you know, maybe her parents can register and we can, you know, kind of sneak her in. But you have to be 18 years or older to attend. So, again, registration for the event is first come, first serve. Must be a U.S. resident and at least 18 years of age to participate. So it's going to be a party, which means that LaGreca is going to be indulging in some daddy sodas. For the SummerSlam party next Sunday, Mark. Daddy sodas, 
chips. What's the official snack of SummerSlam? We got to come up with an official snack. You know I'm about that food life. All right. We got to so come you up know, with it. All right. So you know what? Since this is a party with the nation, Mark, let's ask the nation because I think it's important. Yeah, so give us a call. we also got to come up with a name for the baby. Remember? Well, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, no? Yeah. No, no. We're still going to do that. We're going we're gonna to throw out the name. I didn't forget. Gabby's got okay. all the information. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I still think okay. Dave's a great name for a baby, but, you know, the nation's going to take part in that. Yeah. It's a female, Mar- so Mar- Dave would work. Davida. How about Gabriella? E? Gabrielle. E? E? Yeah, because it's she has an E at the end of her name. It's Gabrielle E. Incorrect. We call her, that's why we call that's, her Gabby. That's not true. It's Gabrielle. It's e. No. There's no E. The, is, the E is silent? There's no E. There's an E at the end of Gabriella's name. It's an E at the end. You just don't say E. Then why have it there? I didn't name myself after birth, Dave. Maybe we'll just Silence. go with Daniela. Silence. Maybe we'll just go lands. with Daniela. You don't you don't say Dave E. How about that? But there's no E at the end of my name. When you write Dave, you do D-A-V. Dave! You hear the D-A-V-E. E. V E. It's not Dav. It's Dave. And there's an E at the end. You don't pronounce the E. Yes, you do! That's Dave why e? it's not Dav, it's Dave. Ugh. So Dave. Dave Gabriel with no E at the end is Gabriel. And plus, my name is Dave. I'm not doing this. I'm I'm angry now. That's why, you know what? I'm going with Danielle. Because there's no no problems there. I'm going to solve it. I'm going to fix it. There's no arguing anymore. The the baby will be named Mark or Marquita. Well, it's a female, so we're not going to call the baby Mark. Markel. Marquita. All right, this is what I need from the book. Let's put the name aside for a second. That's it. We'll, we'll have that argument on another day. But Angel. right now we're talking about the virtual party that happened in 2 to 4 on Sunday for SummerSlam. We're coming to everyone's home. Pre-register. Make Go sure to SiriusXM. No, yeah, I mean, you don't have to worry about all that mess. SiriusXM.com slash SummerSlam. You. You'll be able to see all the mess. SiriusXM.com slash SummerSlam. You're going to be a chat. You can chat questions. It's going to be great. What else are you going to do on a Sunday during this whole mess? You're not going. They're not letting fans in the Amway Center. Justin said it's going to be at Amway. They're not letting fans in. So from 2 to 4, hang out with us. It's free. 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT-93. We need to know, Mark, the official drink of our SummerSlam party and yes. the official snack for our yes. SummerSlam party. Yes, yeah. I, I think I, I vote chips and dip. What kind but of you chips? You can't have one without the other. What kind of chips? Tostitos. Restaurant style. No, Not the lime? Yeah. Oh, I love those lime Tostitos, man. 
they're, they're good too. I mean, I wouldn't throw them away if they were in a bowl. But I'm saying it's SummerSlam, so you want it to have kind of that summer feel to it, Mark. Okay, don't get hot. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, can, can we get you some, uh, what are those, those seltzers? Do you drink those uh, summer drinks? Oh, no, those White Claw shits? No. I had one. Nasty. Nasty. Mm. All right, come on. The phone calls are coming in. Let's get some of these calls up. 877-344-4893. 877-FIGHT-93. I want to know what the official snack for our SummerSlam party is. I want to know what what the, the what, 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 Mark? I just sunk a stroke of genius. What? Go ahead. I have the case of the Rocks tequila. Y'all could test it at the SummerSlam. So I gotta get it. I gotta get it out this week. Well, I mean, he's he's got to come on the show. No, no, we'll 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 test it, and then we'll have him come on because I'm sure that he'll see us talking about it, and then say, "I gotta go on and and big these guys up and thank them for shouting out my liquor." It's the least he could do. I, you know what I might do? Get some Zima. How about Zima being the official drink for the SummerSlam party? A little Zima. They still make Zima. that? I haven't seen yeah. a commercial in a while. Well, you know, it's been, yeah, in, in like 20 years. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 